it's a consistent theme with me that like every time I go over 16, it's like a 50-50 shot that I throw up. So I, I knew that my biggest goal, my goal in 2018 was don't stop and I stopped. Um, and in 2019, my bigger goal than going sub three was like, whatever you do, do not stop. And so mm -hmm. I was literally puking while I was running. <laughs> Heavy, dude, that's sick. <laughs> All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dad Strides. Thank you for uh, letting us skip a week. This is episode mm, yes. 11. I am your newest dad host, Caleb Babcock. And it's your favorite dad, Niles. And yeah, thanks, to, thanks for the time off last week. This week actually isn't any easier. It's still insanely busy with work, but, um, but I think, you know, we got to do it. But we had, and we have a special guest. This yes, podcast is occasion. all about Eric Floberg, who Floberg if you're runs. not a... Yeah, Floberg runs. He has like a, that's his that's his running personality. Yeah. Um, no, Eric is awesome. We actually going back. I met Eric like in person in New York. Actually, if you didn't know, during one of the Moment Film Festivals, yeah, he was there with Mango Street. Yeah, he was in. He was like talent in one of the yeah. winning films. Yeah. L little did we know that he's yeah. a boss runner. Little did we know we'd even have a podcast then. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't know until two months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But anyways, if you don't know Eric, if you don't follow him, he just did a whole big training block to do the New York City Marathon, which they ended up running virtual. So he sent a virtual marathon with a goal of going sub three um, was his big goal. So we wanted him on the podcast. His marathon that he ran just ended, or he just did it yesterday. So this is fresh off his his legs are tired still. <laughs> yeah. We got him on the podcast to mostly talk about the race and a little history on yeah. his running journey. And he also has three kids, which, uh, yep. you know, if you're a dad, that's just like mega props if you're able to grind that hard with that much responsibility. Also, we're recording this podcast at 3 p.m. on a Monday, so if you hear some children in the background, um, they're either yeah, mine or, or Eric. Yeah, this is like, this is, this is, this is uh, middle of the day, needed a work break hours. So yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and call Eric. Check, check. Hey, hey. So you're definitely gonna hear Lou crying in the background because we're potty training Eric. Oh yeah. You're gonna hear all three of my children through the door. <laughs> Dude, three. That's I thought you just awesome. had two. Oh, you just had a you said you just had a little girl. Yeah, a little baby back in December. She's almost one now, so yeah, she's like mo moving and everything. Yeah. Eric is the ultimate dad strider, yes. dude. Three, three kids. kids and putting in like triple the amount of miles as me. Like that's dad striding. <laughs> I wonder if anyone else, other listeners, like how many are most, like who has the oh, most yeah. kids? I'm curious. Yeah, now. like who has five kids but and putting in like five Ks on the reg? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> five kids, five Ks. That's dude. more one, impressive. One K per kid. That's more impressive than running um, any kind of mileage. I mean, the more kids you have. <laughs> let's just get it like, let's create an yeah. app like Strava, but just how many kids you have. <laughs> That actually is a pretty good ratio to stay in shape. It's like the more yeah. kids you have, the more stress and stuff, and you have to work and da da da. da. You probably eat poorly too, because you know five kids. That's how much you have to make up for <laughs> having those children. Is how many miles? Maybe yeah. it's a five k a kid seems extreme, but maybe that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, everybody, we have Eric Floberg on the Dad Strides podcast today. Eric, we've been wanting to get you on the pod for a bit. If you just want to give a good Quick, not even quick, just go into an intro about who you are. Who you are, what you do, why you're sick, do you run chill, or do you run <laughs> savage? Your favorite size shorts, <laughs> tights, no tights. 
Let's who is Eric tights, Floberg? No tights. Tights, no tights. Actually, got contentious, dude. I I, I got some 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 flack for my no tights beliefs. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Eric. I'm from Chicago. I am in the creative field, photographer and filmmaker. I do stuff on YouTube, uh, but I've developed a passion for running the past like four years. I uh, I I ran in junior high, and I was pretty gifted naturally at it. I, you know, like. No big deal, but like one conference in like seventh grade. Uh, so. Hell yeah. <laughs> what shoes did you run in in seventh grade? Do you remember? <laughs> I have no idea. Dude, probably some sick Asics. I, I, Dude, yeah. I had Asics in middle school. I can see both of you channeling an Asics 5. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did. Sure. Bought him a big five, dude. Like the chunky gray ones. <laughs> That's so core. That's so core. Big five Asics <laughs> winning your seventh grade track meet is freaking sick. Yeah. That's sick. But that gets me jacked, like, dude. Weird, I'm gonna go run later. Weirdly enough, that. weirdly enough, that kind of set a precedent for how I was competitively as an athlete and a runner. But I hated it so much. I hated because everyone, everyone put pressure on me because I was like number one on the team for cross country, and so everyone was like, mm. you, "You're winning. You're gonna win this race, right?" And I was like, mm. "Nah, I don't. I don't." And I would freak out, you know, and always feeling that pressure. But so, so I hated totally. it for that reason. And all the high school, like my high school cross country team um, is they, they finished like top five in state every single year, crazy good program. So they were like trying to get me to go out and I was not having it. So I didn't run at all in high school and then picked it back up in college um, here and there for fun. And do you regret just, not running in high school? I kind of, I kind of do. Yeah. It's one of those like What's his face totally. from uh, Napoleon Dynamite, the Uncle Rico? You know, like <laughs> Uncle Rico, dude. Like he, he can throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Yeah, <laughs> we all know it, fan. and we all believe it. <laughs> he does have a sick fan. Could have oh, sent, could have sent that quarter mile. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, there are parts of me that kind of wish I had done it because I look at all these other runners, like twenty-some runners on YouTube and stuff, absolutely crushing it, and knowing that they got their aerobic base in when they were young. Uh, there's definitely that jealous component because I'm like having to do it in my late 20s to early 30s, yeah. but it's all yeah. good. How, how old are you? I'm, I'm 29. I'll be going on 30 uh, next July. Hell yeah, dude. Nice. We're like the same age. Yeah. I just turned 30 in February. I guess that's maybe not... Wow, I'm gonna be 31. I guess I'm closer to 31 than 30. So Old. that's gonna be a crisis later tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, have to, I'm, I'm gonna go to therapy about that later. But um, what is aerobic base? What's an aerobic base? You said that word, and that caught my attention oh, yeah. as something I probably don't have, but I'm curious what you mean <laughs> yeah, by that. You, do. you yeah. might have it. <laughs> I might have, but maybe I'm lucky enough to have snuck in an aerobic base back in the day. You know what I'm I uh, I tend to use a bunch of runners jargon that I don't really know actually. So like Sick. I'm basically just saying it because Seth James Damore says it, you know, and uh, <laughs> and That's but so good. I mean what I get what I what I assume it is is just your ability to maintain um, faster distances over longer periods of time. Uh, he talks about it as the aerobic engine, and so that's kind of how I modeled my different training blocks or how I train is majority of it being lower heart rate and trying to get more miles on the legs versus like trying to always send it all the time. Um, okay. That way you're basically building your aerobic threshold. So if you did, if you, if, if you follow, get all nerdy about it, like with the Maffetone method, there's this doctor that did this yeah, whole method. Heart rate, the heart rate yeah. and everything. Yeah. So you take, you take 180, what? you take 180 and subtract your age uh, based on your health, you know, you can kind of flex between five uh, BPM up and down. 
and you take your age and you subtract it from 180 and that is the floor of your aerobic heart rate zone. And so for me, since I'm 29, on my low heart rate runs, I try to, I try to keep below 151 BPM for those runs. So doing a lot of miles like that is, it's counterintuitive. It's something I had to learn last year. It's actually really beneficial for long distance running, um, building what, okay. what I said, the aerobic engine. Yeah. This is not a part of Caleb and I's plan, but you have my interest <laughs> and daddy's going to go freaking work on his aerobic core base. Uh-huh. Niles is going to get into the math method. No, I looked into doing it and I, I said, no, nah, dude, I couldn't. You basically have to like go, <clears throat> you do like a test run to see where your fitness is. You can't, mm-hmm. you basically put your watch on or you get a real heart rate monitor, go run till it like you hit your, like the 150 mark, can't go over it and you have to run, is it a 5k to see the time? Then you run yeah, it for three know. months and then you test again. It's looks hectic. And you run Whoa. like, so Niles, you'd go out and you'd like, have to basically run like a 13 minute mile to like yeah. stay within it for a while. Oh, really? And it's like, oh, annoying. that's so slow. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it is kind of cool that there is a method out there that's proven to make you get in shape. I mean, not proven, but there is a method that works to for you to get in shape if you can, like, but running slower versus like that mentality of like, if I go longer distances, faster miles, then I'm going to be uh, ripped cool dad you know i don't know that's just you know it's just nice to hear that there's other options base training all right eric back back to it so not we'll get off topic i want to get you i want to get i just want to hear about i just want to personally hear about the marathon so like we'll get through that (laughs) and i personally want to hear about how you can get so many miles in with three kids a wife and a job totally totally yeah uh yeah a lot it's (laughs) it has to do a lot with just like consistency and willing willingness and like wanting to do it how like how bad you really yeah. want it and there are a lot of people who will say that they they want to accomplish goals but um it's very few people that will actually like put in the time and the effort to to actually get to those goals or be in close reach of them when it comes to marathon training it's it's literally all about the time put in. And so mm. I know that now because I, when I did my first marathon in 2017, I like, I was eaten alive. It was awful. So like I had that, co- <laughs> I had that cockiness from middle school running where I was like, oh yeah, I'm an eighth grade champ. <laughs> and like, I, uh, I went into the marathon being like, oh yeah, I'll go, I'll, I can run a 305, no problem. And I ran the first half of the race pretty quickly off of like some BS training that I like did myself uh, yeah. and like planned myself. And I think I ran the first half on my first marathon in 135 and then just got absolutely wrecked in the second this half. This is 2017? 2017. One. Yeah. And what was your training like? What was your training like going into that one? Dude, I don't even remember. I think I was like running three to six miles like three times a week okay. and then like I remember the first half marathon I ever ran like I died after mile nine and just got way off pace and like nearly had to like hobble home um so yeah it, it was all over the place I don't think I even did a 20 mile or 18 mile run I think I think I did 16 at the most and I was like yeah I'll be able to add on another 10 <laughs> That's that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, that, that's honestly I, I relate to that so much. Obviously, with only a half marathon, but I was running like eight and nine, and I was like, oh, I feel good. Like, yeah. what's another four or five? And then I ran that other four or five, and I just felt terrible. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I feel like there is, yeah, there. I don't know. You just get 
I, I definitely err on the side of getting like overconfident as well. Like, oh, I'm an athletic. I used to play yes. soccer. Like, I'm sick, right? Yep. Like, I should be able to do this. And then you just get humbled so quickly right after you think that. Dude, I got so wrecked. I, I remember mile 17, my parents were cheering me on. They're like, yeah, Eric, you got it. And in my head, I'm thinking like, <laughs> dude, I'm so lost. I can't even, I can't fathom running nine more miles right now. That's an eternity of running. Um, and so it was literally just like hobble, walk, run the entire rest of the race. And I ended with like a 350. So that second half was just like not good. Not um, good, but you still broke four and you finished. Yeah. A lot of people bail. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah. And, but I felt so defeated because I was walking. Like the fact that I had yeah. to walk wrecked me. And so I did yeah. it the next yeah. year and I accidentally booked, um, I, I shoot weddings. So I shot a wedding the night before the, the oh, and gnarly. like if you've ever shot a wedding before or like been on your feet for 10 hours, like uh, it's yeah. not a good recipe for the next day running a marathon. So I like straight up Michael Scott puked in the middle of that one, like <laughs> fettuccine Alfredo everywhere, like in the middle of the race. Um, wow. And I, I ended that one on 459 or 359. Um, so again, just got my butt handed to me. I do um, hear a lot of people's first marathon stories, and I've, I haven't done a, a real first marathon yet. I want—I had one signed up for this year, didn't happen uh, mm-hmm. for because of COVID. But um, most people have like a funny story their first one, like they go out too hard. Typically, I mean that, that's going to be me. Like w- w- when me I finally do. do a marathon, it's like, dude, I'm such a froth boy, and I just like, <laughs> especially if I if I actually think if I actually think. Yeah, exactly. If I actually think I can be fast, or if I go into a a marathon thinking like, dude, you're fast, I'm screwed. Like, I'm going to come out way too hot, you know, flashing for the camera, trying to flex these thighs, flex these calves, (laughs) look sick. Maybe I'm in running tights by then, because maybe I'm that confident, where it's like, I'm tights, no shorts over it. Whoa. Whoa, baby. Whoa. Who's this guy? Whoa. Yeah, who's this Um, guy? Okay, so Eric, you didn't run, you didn't run in high school college you did a little bit here and there when did you and you said i guess when did you really get back into it after kids and it was 2017 yeah we had our first kid in 2014 so we had two kids at that point and i was it would it had always been in the back of my head that like a bucket list dream of mine was to run a marathon and so i signed up um with a charity and like raised no money and had to pay like twelve hundred dollars out of pocket because you did a chicago marathon right that was like that's like a mass um what do they call it like a yeah it's one of the um the six um uh, the name's escaping me but um marathon majors the abbott marathon majors yeah yeah so you have chicago new york boston you have berlin um, Tokyo and London. Those are London. the six, which yep. I want to do all cool. of those someday if cool. we can ever run again. Oh, that's sweet. Um, so when, yeah. So when would you say like, so you signed up, when would you say like you're, you consider yourself like I'm a runner now, like during that training or no, I considered myself a runner in my training block of last year's marathon. That's when I like, because I got so wrecked in that second one. I knew going into it, I was like, I'm going to take this one really easy because I know what last year was like. And I did kind of like a half-assed training block again, you know, just like not really caring. And so I went out really slow and still got demolished in the race. And so I came off of that one feeling just like so defeated that I wanted to do so much better the next time because I knew I could if I put in the work. And that's when I started finding like running YouTubers and getting excited about it. And then... um, Last year, I put in a huge training session 
we like shot a whole documentary and I, <laughs> I didn't edit it. Oh, and it's, I want to see it. <laughs> it's kind of cool because like it's a continuing story. And I think I'm, I'm really just going to turn it into a documentary over like the course of this past three years, which is really sick. sick. Um, oh, that's sweet. But last year I PR'd with a 310.55. So I gapped my PR by like 40 minutes. Wow. Um, Wild. Which was nuts because I like I I was going for sub three. That was the that was the goal. And I thought I was ready to do it. Um, but again, like I was on pace through about mile 14. And then at 15 and a half, I threw up in the middle of the race. So my nutrition was like I it's a Too consistent much Alfredo. Theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's a consistent theme with me that like every time I go over 16, it's like a 50 50 shot that I throw up. So I, I knew that my biggest goal, my goal in 2018 was don't stop. And I stopped. Um, and in 2019, my bigger goal than going sub three was like, whatever you do, do not stop. And so mm -hmm. I was literally puking while I was running. <laughs> Heavy, dude. That's sick. <laughs> so I was literally just like, just like off to the left, just like absolutely blowing chunks. And I could hear the people behind me and all of like the spectators being like, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Dang, dude. Well, yeah. that's crazy. Oh, yeah. man. So after that, I um, I slowed pace and like um, was back on like a 7.30 to 8-minute pace from then on, but still finished with a 3, 3.10.55. So that was last year. So with those like first few miles, like it's probably pretty tempting to just mob out. Do you stick with the pace group? Or are you looking at your watch? Are you trying to – obviously, like if you're trying to run like just under 7 to get a sub-3 marathon, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, so how what, hard is it not to just sprint because <laughs> you're in yeah. such good shape? Yeah. What Niall said is like you're feeling you're feeling hot like in your marathon yeah. gear. Like <laughs> yeah. the crowd is vibing. Like it's so much fun. It's so nerve wracking. You have so many nerves. Um, yeah. It is so easy to go out fast because you're all of your adrenaline is just like at its height, and so it feels right. like you you could like sprint a mile and feel nothing, and right. so. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how dedicated you are. I see people run marathons on Strava that are very experienced. And like, I just saw a guy the other day that I follow. He did a marathon in New York <laughs> and he just like, he went like a full minute too fast on his first mile. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I wow. know that like, I, I, I went out too hard last year in 2019. I think I did my first mile in 630 and I was supposed to be at 652 or 655. And that first mile or the first couple miles will wreck you in a marathon mm. if you do not go slow. And so it is like a crazy counterintuitive mental game of just like sit, sit, sit. Don't let your energy get to you. Like don't get your excitement. Don't let the excitement yeah. get to you. I've, I think I was researching a marathon at one point when I was trying to do it as well like before I did a real training block or anything. And uh, it was saying like the first three miles won't like – make your marathon but it can ruin it yep so basically like you you have so much more time to come back and don't like worry about the first three but that first three can ruin the whole thing mm -hmm. just crazy the most important miles are 15 to the end like that's what i've learned and you have mm -hmm. to break through the wall you have to just keep you just have to keep persisting and surviving basically yeah dang well we wanted Eric on the podcast now in particular because not only is he an avid dad strides uh, <laughs> listener and 
group member? What do we call our group? <laughs> well, Niles? we 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 hope he listens. I mean, I oh, don't know I do. if he like actually. Oh, okay, oh, cool. Well, then thanks, man. Thanks <laughs> for the support. He had just done a huge like training and ran essentially the virtual New York City marathon for this year. So I think that was the main reason we wanted to get you on the mar- That was yesterday. No, wait. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. You just ran it yesterday. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we can get into Niles if you want, like the running as a dad and stuff, but I, I feel like we're just on the marathon topic now, so I kind of want to just... Let's hit it. How, Let's hit it. Tell us about it, dude. Decompress dude, I, a little. I mean, I know the <laughs> listeners can't see, but I like I wore my kid's uh, first place medal that they made for me. Made oh, my. Of, uh, Niles, Niles I was explain gonna what ask, that is. Niles, explain to the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so right when Eric hopped on, I noticed a paperclip chain link necklace and it caught my attention as, yeah, that only comes from your kids. Yep. And uh, right now we have a beautiful medal that looks like Eric is number one in their hearts and number one in ours. Oh, yeah. And they're they're proud of you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. And you're proud of them because they're your kids. They can do anything and you're going to be st- psyched on them. Dude, I have so much to say about yesterday. It was like one of the most ethereal, cool, heart-wrenching exciting it was nuts it was just like all of it was nuts um so i guess i'll just dive in uh i had been anticipating the new york marathon all all year since the chicago marathon i ran the chicago marathon um with a a charity um that uh that i really love called world vision and Mm -hmm. since i raised a certain amount of money last year in the chicago marathon they gave me a bid to new york um if I signed up to raise support for a certain amount of kids uh, with their charity. So I signed up to do that and I just like, I put it on the calendar, blocked out the entire week, was so excited to do it. And so when it got canceled, uh, you know, early summer, um, I still was like, I, I still have to train for this. I still want to go for sub three. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just run it alone in Chicago. And so yeah. I did my, I did my training block and everything. And I went crazy in May. I did 10 miles a day for 30 days straight in May. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. That was insane. And that was like one of the funnest months of running I've ever had. Um, we like quarantined out in our, at our friend's cabin like for two weeks straight. And I just like oh, ran nice. through cornfields 10 miles a day for like two weeks straight. It was awesome. So fun. Um, but again, that was like a really helpful um, aerobic um, building block for this this training set. And so I started kicking it back up in August and September, getting tons of miles on the legs uh, weekly, getting up to like 60 miles a week um, towards the end, tapered off. And then, um, yeah, yesterday just like had the plan to, uh, we had a whole laundry list of stuff ready to go. I had my buddies, my two buddies, uh, Mike and Bean, they're my studio mates and they were planning on getting in a cargo bike, like a $9,000 cargo bike because Mike has his connection to this girl who like... She sells these huge cargo bikes where like you can fit a person inside of it. Um, and Wait, so, what's a cargo bike? So like it's a it's a it's an electric e-assist bike, but there's uh-huh. a huge bu- bucket in the front where like a full-grown man can just sit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that sounds sick. That's the only way I'm going to finish a marathon is if someone cargoes uh, yeah. me across right. the finish line. Well, I'm uh I'm actually editing the whole video uh, tonight, so it'll be available really soon. I'm sure once the podcast is done, you'll be able to oh, watch sick. the whole video yeah. video recap. Um, which I'm looking up aw- cargo bikes right now. Pretty yeah, right? rad. <laughs> it's a. Uh, the video is going to be unbelievable. The content is just absurd. So, like, Heck yeah. I, 
So we go to the studio early on. Like we got all of our stuff. We're like planning for everything. Mike is like my hype man. He's going crazy. And uh, they go get the cargo bike. I head to the track. I'm starting at Montrose track, which is on the north side of um, Chicago on the lakefront trail. Um, our plan was I was going to do a three mile loop up north and then come back down. And then we were going to go 11 miles south, like through the city, all the way south, turn back around and meet and the ending would be at the track and I would just do like a couple laps around the track to finish where my cool. like, family would be at the end. Um, nice. And so they meet me at the track. I'd been standing there for like 15 minutes alone, just like nervous as heck. And they come, <laughs> they come mobbing up on, with this cargo bike, blasting Frank Sinatra's New York, New York. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's sick. which cool. is I had no idea that they were gonna cool. do this, and this is that's the song that they play at the New York City Marathon when you start. Epic. So it was like it was one of those moments where I was like, I have the best friends in the world. They're like coming up and they're like, dun 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 dun. dun. Shout out to yeah. them. I know, and it was like it got me so pumped and so ready. And so uh, I did last minute warm ups, and then we just started going. And the first like six seven miles, I was absolutely floating. And I told you know I told Mike like make sure that I am not going any faster than 645. Like mm -hmm. I will call out every split to you and you keep me in check to make sure I'm not like going 630. And so I pretty much kept 645 like to the beat for seven miles straight. And then we come down to Oak Street Beach, which is right by like where you see the John Hancock building. You're like down in the loop, big buildings, classic Chicago. There's this bend around... Um, Lakeshore Path. Now, keep in mind, yesterday was 25 mile an hour winds, like wind gusts. Oh, wow. And oh, it was geez. 37 degrees. <laughs> so yeah. oh, okay. it was not ideal <laughs> conditions. Uh, but I just like was staying positive, making the best of it. And we come around that bend and I see that the pavement's all wet. And I'm like, oh, water's like coming up on the pavement. I'm like, it's okay though. It's like, I'm sure we'll miss, like it won't come up to us. And just as I'm going, this enormous wave comes crashing up onto the path. And I literally go like knee deep into water. No way. <laughs> yeah. So like I, uh, I no the way. footage, the footage is unbelievable. Bean is in the, in the, in the, the seat on the bike, like filming me literally high knee stepping through like uh, two feet of water. You can't like get off that path once you're on no. it. You can't go anywhere else. No, because Lakeshore Drive separates the city and you, and you're literally on a highway if you go to right, the other right. side of it. I've seen like footage on people running there before. Dude. Oh, dude, that is hilarious. So, that sucks so bad. That was not that. <laughs> that does. That does. So you're soaked. You're, that, yeah, you're, it's you're 37 shoot. degrees, and you're getting soaked by frigid cold. You just ass tripled water. the weight of your lightweight shoes. <laughs> yes. Your endorphin pros. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yeah. it, this is mile eight. So I get through that, and I like. I'm not physically shocked because adrenaline just put me through that, but it, like I'm mentally just shocked. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, I have to run this entire marathon with soaking wet shoes now. <laughs> and the water went up to my knees. So like my legs are freezing and I'm like, I'm rocking oh, my yeah. half tights. I'm rocking half tights and three inch shorts. So like my bare skin is exposed and it was just completely <laughs> wet. So I, uh, I'm just freaking what, out. What, what a tragedy! What a like what a I complete know. like freak of just like, <laughs> hey Eric, yeah, uh, you you didn't think it could get any harder. You're gonna well, get barreled. Yeah, jokes on <laughs> yep. you. Yeah, we're we're gonna put you in a frosty frosty barrel. And yeah, so it's not gonna be fun. That happened. Oh, that's dude. And that's uh, so good. I was just like, you know what? Just gotta. 
I mean, can you just I, factor that into your mileage during that mile and see if you would have like, <laughs> is there a comp- compensation like yeah, how people know. run at altitude yeah, and then like, like have like a faster right? shoes? Like, yeah, I I kind of like it because it's like, all right, well. I could just PR next time, you know, like ha- just having Dude, a positive attitude. That is such sure. a dad move totally. right there just to be like, yeah, I just ran through a bunch of knee high water during my marathon. <laughs> yeah, still got a 305. Totally. Like that's a <laughs> sick dad move right there. That is. Yeah. That, it, that, that almost makes it cooler. It does, I mean, I, yeah. I know, I, I know you, you had gnarly. your goal and it was like so close, but it does like make it like I ran through yeah, water. Yeah, the Lake, Lake Michigan. <laughs> So yeah, I ran through Lake Michigan to do this. We uh we passed the loop. Um, what's tough is like the Navy Pier area. That mile is always messed up with GPS, so it, it always clocks your mile slower than what it's supposed to be. So I knew that going in, Dude. like that psychological thing again. And this was right after I went through the water, so I'm just like dying, you know, like mentally, um, physically, I'm still fine. We get to the south side. I made the mistake. We didn't scope out the path. Um, I never go to the Southside Trail just because it's way down there. I've only done like a couple 22 milers through there. And so I didn't choose the upper path. I kept going on the lower path where the water is. And we came around the bend and there were more sections of water coming up over. And I was like, oh no, what have we done? And thankfully, like none of those sections of water didn't come up, but I was running through wet pavement again. And the bike was going through. It was like handling the water. But they like Jeez. I actually jumped up a step. So there's like two and a half foot steps that you can jump up. So I like I like hurdle this thing and get up to the upper level. And I'm running up there. And the guys are like going through the sketchy water part. And they're like, we got to stop. We got to stop. So they stop. And they're like, okay, let's lift the bike up to the upper. Well, I'm <laughs> still running 645 <laughs> pace. So hectic. And like you, could, you couldn't, I mean, we could have planned better by scoping out the trail, which is lesson learned, you know, um, but they stop and the bike is so heavy that they literally, the both of them couldn't lift it up the two and a half foot thing. So they wow. just stop and they turn around and I didn't know this. I didn't have my phone. We had no way of communicating. They're like, we're just going to double back and meet him back where we know he's going to end up. So that had me on mile 13 through 17 with no water, thinking that I completely lost my friends. Um, oh my so, I got swept into the ocean. Yeah. Or not, right. not the ocean, Lake Michigan, but, which but looks basically. like the freaking ocean. Yeah, but basically the ocean. So I had a couple sections where I had to do like four 90 degree turns and then run through sand for like 20 yards. And then I get up, finally get back up on the path. I'm still keeping pace. And I turn around at 14 and a quarter and I turn around and it's 25 mile an hour winds right in my face. Oh my gosh. So it was just like, it was just like one thing after the other, after the other. And, but I just like, I kept pushing through. I was like, you're going to finish this. It doesn't matter. Um, and so I finally linked up with them on mile 17. They're like being super encouraging. We like jumped on an Instagram live. I was dying. I was starting to fall off pace. And then we hit the Oak Street section again with the water coming up. And this time, like, I go, if there's water coming at me, I'm literally going to turn around and do another loop and try again (laughs) so I don't get hit with water again. (laughs) So a wave came up and I, like, sprinted for a solid 30 yards to avoid it. And they got smashed by another wave. (laughs) This is the gnarliest, most complicated. I had no, I literally saw the straw. I'm like, oh, like. Like he didn't get the time, but I'm like, I can't wait to hear about this on the pod. This I'm isn't like, just a marathon. It's a Spartan race. Yeah, it's like a Spartan race. It's like, here's obstacles. You got to jump over stuff. You got to sprint. You got to dodge. You got to like, plan your whole route yourself. Like that's kind of gnarly Like versus just showing up to yeah, a start you line. Really, yeah. yeah, you really do take for granted the fact that like Dude. Uh, an organized marathon is like, 
everything is stationed yes. for you, right? Yeah, race organizers yeah. are the, the real champions. Like it's it's insane what goes into actually putting a marathon on, like especially in the busiest cities in the world. It's insane. Yeah. Um, totally. But yeah, so I round into mile 21, about halfway through mile 21, and I start to feel my legs cramp. And my right quad and my left hamstring completely seize up, like completely cramp to the point where I'm stiff and I stop. I completely stop running and I'm like screaming in pain. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, this has Jeez. never happened to me. Like my quad and hamstring completely locked up and I, I'm like downing water. I'm trying to take a honey stinger. I'm just like screaming. <laughs> I, I like try to stretch out my quad and it keeps seizing. And every time it seizes, I'm like, ah! Like the footage is hilarious. Oh and so God. I can't wait to watch yeah, this. So, I can't wait. So I stopped for a full minute and a half while that happened. I completely stopped and was like walking. And I was like, ah, oh. I was just like, no, keep going, keep going. Cause I'm like, yeah. I'm, dude, you're, you're 21, almost 22 into this. Just go. So as soon as I felt like I could run again, I started running. And the, that last five miles was just like the hardest five I've ever done in my life. Oh it was, my gosh. It was absolutely grueling. Um, like everything compounding on top of each other. And I don't know how it happened, but I ran the entire last five miles at a, at a slower pace, probably about 730, 740. Um, and like the last two and a half laps around the track, I was like blacking out. I just, I kind of don't <laughs> remember it. And my eyes were like closed in the footage. <laughs> And as soon as I hit my time and stopped my watch, my right quad seized again, and I literally just fell to the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh, my dude. Yeah. Bro, you are the grittiest dude You're I know. I'm like tripping out. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, this guy. I'm not coming to run in weak. Chicago. I know, right? Yeah, Windy hell no, water. dude. Dude, that's I'm like, hectic. dude, come on down to San Clemente. It's like I 72 know, and perfect all the time. So, <laughs> I mean, like... It was, and I didn't want it. Like the last thing I wanted was to make a video of like me being dramatic. And like, I'm always, I tend to be so dramatic when I'm tired and like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, I just literally couldn't, yeah, I just complain. I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I couldn't stand up. Mike was literally just holding me. I tried stretching my quad again. And this footage is so funny. Like I try stretching the squad, the quad and it seizes and I just like stiffen like a board and I'm like, ah, ah, and and he just like walked me around the inside of the track for a while. And the whole next three hours, I was like shivering and I threw up two times. And oh my once, I, once, I, once I puked the second time, I was like, all right, I'm good. And then I had my pizza and beer and I was like, all right, we can celebrate now. Wow. <laughs> well, dude, congratulations. I mean, dude, that sounds... You are a badass. That is insane. And still to like, go through I mean, all that, send it, stop for a minute and a half. Jump up hurdles, do a steeplechase. Um, Get smashed by a wave. That's, it's insane. I mean, I think it would have gone way different if you didn't get that knee-deep water at mile eight and probably just yeah. had a cleaner route. But, like, all yeah. that to say, that is all part of running, and I feel like that's the beauty of it. Like, the mental challenge that you went through that probably is going to pay off more right. so in like a cleaner race at some point mm -hmm. but totally. you push through and finish yeah, that's like so sick 2021 when the race organizers are back in biz yep and it's not, not 37 degrees it's yep. yeah. yes well how are you feeling today yeah, how, how's the like, how are you feeling today yeah yeah how's the recovery time it's sore i've been rolling here and there today but what's crazy is like if you're really good at training and getting miles in and like getting your legs accustomed to these distances like i'm really not it's not that bad today at yeah. all hmm. um i'm like the least sore I've ever been after a marathon. So it's pretty awesome. 
Nice. Wow, I totally expected you to say like, yeah, I actually haven't haven't walked. No. Um, I've been, my 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 wife's been carrying me around. Uh, wow, dude, that's that, that's impressive. Well, I feel encouraged. I'm like, all right, Eric's thirty, decently athletic dude. You know, let's segue into you know our listeners here, who myself included have never ran a marathon. Maybe it's on the horizon. Maybe it's a goal. I just ran a half. Maybe someone's just running like a 5K. How do you, like those building blocks, can you kind of describe your journey of, you know, getting that, I don't know, just getting that endurance up? Yeah. Uh, like the, I said. The Cliff as, Notes version, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the hot tips. As, we, we're all about the yeah. hot tips, dude. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. I was always, um, like I said, always um, kind of a talented, natural uh, runner. Um young. So it it never felt like I was breaking any barriers at like the five K to 10 mile range. Um, what really wrecked me was the marathon. And so I, that's what I really needed to build up on. And I know everybody's such a a different runner. Um, so it, it totally depends. Like some people, a five K can just be like, that could be a lot. And so, um, it's perfectly fine to like do the equivalent of building up to that distance, whatever that distance is for you and to not be uh, discouraged by anybody else's performance because mm. honestly, I look at the 305 yesterday and I just I, like anytime I run any distance, I kind of just look at other people who are way faster than me and just be like, it's it feels kind of like a joke, like what I'm what I'm capable of running. But I know to a lot of people, it might feel really fast, and so like comparing yourself in that way is is just it's not helpful. Mm. And so your own persistent goals and things that you want, um, like. Make sure that they're very clear, and mm-hmm. then do your research on how to like take those baby steps to get there. Because totally. it just all it is is just taking the time to do it and being consistent. And consistency yeah. is the most important thing. Would you say that you okay? So you have your family, you have yeah. your wife, you have your yeah. job. Is like running the other thing you do. Like, do you have other hobbies, or is like running your only hobby? Because I, I guess what I'm getting at is like a time thing, right? Yeah, you know, there's twenty four hours in a day. You have your dad hours. You have your early mornings. You have your late nights. But when you're running, you know, double Dude, Eric digit runs miles. At like super early. Don't you run at like four thirty in the morning? Yeah, I get up. I get up way early to get long runs in and stuff. Okay, um, fitting it in when I can. But that means like going to bed at a reasonable time, which is really hard for me because I'm a night owl. Okay, and so. That means like lay out your clothes the night before, like keep yourself accountable to the alarm clock so that like when the alarm clock goes off and you see everything right there, it's like, okay, that's, that's easier to get out of bed because it's still an absolute struggle every time. And I still like probably a third of the time will snooze it and be like, I'll run this afternoon. Um, <laughs> I, but, I, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the thing is you have to still follow through with actually running in the afternoon. Yes. That's the biggest barrier yeah. or it's like, it's easy to do that. And then you don't run in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, so that's what I felt like was way different for me in this uh, marathon training block was like getting it in every single day. Nice, dude. Well, walk us through real quick the kit, the gear. What did you wear for marathon day? You mentioned oh, the, yeah. the, the shorts and half tight. Let's let's go. Let's go from bottom up, dude. The listeners <laughs> need to know. <laughs> yeah, like 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 how swag did you look? Yeah, so I feel like I'm pretty kitted out for warm weather, but I, I realized I was not very cool for the cold weather. So, um, yeah, I just uh, I just wore my my Saucony Endorphin Pro racing shoes, which have like the carbon fiber plate. That's the first like marathon racing shoe I've ever bought. I wanted to go for the the uh, Vaporfly Next Percents, which is like the really, really popular marathon yeah. shoe. Um, and I think I even asked you, Caleb, like, should I mm-hmm. go for 
that or should I go for um, the Hoka Carbon X? Mm. And then I saw like Jack and, and JG like rocking the Endorphin yeah. Pro and I was like, oh, I should Dude, give that a try. They look awesome. They're amazing, man. I love yeah. them. I, I did just see Hoka came out with a Rocket X, which yeah. is like their newer marathon racing shoe, which I'm definitely interested in, but I already like, I'm like super weird into shoes, uh, but I already showed it to my wife and she's like, when you sign up for an actual marathon, then you can buy another pair of shoes, but no more <laughs> shoes. I have four pairs of like Hoka's oh, right man. now. <laughs> That's yeah, legendary. I have, I have my eyes on the Clifton 7s for, um, for training. The dailies, um, dude, that's what I got. Yeah, I think that's my next shoe. Um, but yeah, I just had running socks. Um, mm. I need new running socks. Uh, they're like three <laughs> years old. I don't know. Um, I wore what looked like half tights, but it was really just like long target underwear that like acts as half tights. <laughs> um, and they, they keep keeps the goods warm though, huh? Exactly. Dude, I'm telling you, pair of thieves, target, they're the best underwear. Dude, and like that I love it. I've hack. I've straight up run with those without shorts over them. And like <laughs> it, they look like half tights. So I'm like, eh. Epic badass. Um, but I wore my three inch neon green shorts over those. Statement. And I, I love it. Statement yeah. piece. Yep. <laughs> um I feel like it's like the Met Gala for runners. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, wait, wait. Was it Jack, Jack. What, that was like? Yeah, yeah. It was like oh, yeah. when when Eric showed up, he, he was like, "Oh shit, man, he's rocking three inches." Like, <laughs> like bright like, green. He's dude, like, dude, bright green. Doing? Like, dude, he's fast and he's gonna put me in the ground for sure. <laughs> yeah. The shorter the shorts, like the more. That's right. Like the more the runner you, you go. are. Yeah, the faster you go. Yeah. Um. Just had like my racing tank top underneath a blue, like a bright blue long sleeve New Balance uh, running shirt. Nice. And then I literally just w like rocked a Target beanie, just like something to keep my head warm. And I brought my racing cap just in case, like if I got too sweaty, the guys in the bucket would just like hand me my racing cap oh, if cool. I needed it. So we had like a bunch of options and things like they had a banana in there too. Cause I know I took a banana last year at mile 20 and it really helped <coughs> me. Mm -hmm. So I ended up taking a banana, um, this yesterday. I like that it's you, taking a banana and not yeah. eating a banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like that's a, like it's that's, so much more that's, runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I just want everyone to note the verbiage there. Like, yeah. taking <laughs> a banana is like, like, you swallowed it whole or like injected it into your arm yeah. or something. Or like, they made it into a goo really quick and like you <laughs> yeah. shot a goo. Um, yeah. Did you do any like type of like uh, like electrolyte drink or just water? Like. Just water. Um, I try not to mess with anything. I did noon last year, like mm -hmm. the noon tablet with water. Um, but I don't like to mess with that now. I, I kind of want to just get my body accustomed to marathons with just water. Cool. Because there's like no way you can get noon on a course unless you have people there for you to like hand you a bottle of noon. Oh, interesting. And right. so I don't like to mess with that. I kind of want to just keep <clears throat> training my body to only take water. I had smart water, which has electrolytes in it. So okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then I just had... Um, I just had the honey stinger pomegranate chews nice. and I didn't, I did not eat enough of them. Like that was one, th one takeaway is I just did not do nutrition very well yesterday. Mm. That's the um, one thing I've been learning with like researching ultras and trying to go more down that route. It's like yeah. basically, I think I've mentioned it before. It's people say it's kind of like an, just an eating contest with running in between. It's just like yeah. how good you are at nutrition makes a world of difference after yeah. you get past mile 18. It's just like, yeah, interesting. Huge. Um, dude, Eric, well, sick. People definitely need to check out, shout out, Flowberg Runs is essentially, yep. tell us about that, like new YouTube channel that you're starting and like what's yeah. to come with Flowberg Runs. Yeah, I, 
I've I'd been wanting to make running content, and honestly, I was just like so flattered when you guys like shouted me out for the mile challenge. I was just like <laughs> so hyped. It, <laughs> that was a great it just, video. It oh, was. Man, it, it got me so excited about like this new realm of I don't know. It's like we, I feel like as creative people, we kind of go through these phases of different things we're interested in. Like mm. when Instagram was brand new right. and like kind of trendy stuff, and it was just so fun to see like this intersection of creative people like starting to do the thing that I love a ton. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is epic. And so um, then I was like, man, I watch all of these running YouTubers and all I want to do is like make running content, but that doesn't make sense on my like personal channel. Um, so I, I was like, you know what, I'll just start this other one for fun. And I'm like already getting DMs of people being like, I searched up sub three marathon and found your channel. Cool. And like, oh, I love the sick. vibes. And yeah, that's it's awesome. Like, it's just so cool to see other people like inspired and like motivated to, I've already gotten tons of DMs of being like, I'm running again because I've seen your videos. And that's like what it's all right. about. It's just that's totally. Like, that's why we started this too. It's yeah. just yeah. like, yeah, we're not necessarily qualified to do a running podcast, but we both like, <laughs> lo I love it. Niles half loves it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Niles feel like I'm still in podcast. my like, I feel like I'm still in my learning to love it phase. Like I loved it. And I feel like right now I'm in like my running rut where it's like, I like was on that like that honeymoon high with running, like getting faster. And I honestly think it was just like as you start to improve less, like as you start to kind of plateau, like that's when it's easiest to kind of quit. But that's mm -hmm. usually when right before you kind of hit your next like gauge of improvement or like or like like uh, you start that climb back up. So yeah, I feel like I'm in my little running rut, but. You know, just got to get some miles in. I feel like this podcast is a great way to hold myself accountable. When Caleb says we're not necessarily qualified, it means I couldn't be, l like, I'm the least qualified person to be doing but a dad, to a dad that running point, podcast. That is why people that join the group on Strava are actually like, hey, I have never ran. Why do I all of a yes. sudden want to run three miles after work every day? I'm like, totally, that's yeah. the sickest thing that I've ever sick. read. Like, people that are like, gets me they're jacked. getting the bug. Yeah. They're yes. getting kind of that addicted, yep. like, I'm looking forward to my next run. And, like, that is literally the our goal is over. We should just quit while we're ahead. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, for me, it's like such a like it's such a stress reliever. It's like like mm -hmm. endorphins, sweat. It's just like I feel so much better, and I've never regretted a run. Like you never go out and regret that you did that, unless maybe you're throwing up. But if you're Eric, that's the best part. So, oh, dude, yeah. I don't regret it for a second. <laughs> so sick. Eric, do you have plans then for Floberg runs with consistent content, or what's the what's obviously we have the the marathon video coming out. Are you just gonna kind of yeah. keep going as you do these like? challenges or these time trials yeah. I don't want to I don't want it to act like my personal channel that's like um tied to you know like making money and like it being part of my career but rather just something that's an extension of what I'm already doing mm. and so there's going to be videos where I just make it very lo-fi where I'm just like talking to a camera for four minutes straight mm. or just like not not being afraid about like making the quality you know less than what I'm capable of totally. because at the end of the day, like similar to what you guys are talking about with philosophy, like all I want to do is just like have the words and actions to motivate other people to be doing this as well. And like to let them know that like what's possible for them. And that's what I love about YouTube and making content online because like if you're humble enough to like let other people give you constructive criticism in the comments, like you learn a lot, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and like not just take every nasty comment as just a nasty comment, but like taking them as opportunities to learn mm. and like all that stuff. Um, I think it's really, really cool. But like I know I made I made a half marathon time trial um, video back in April during lockdown. And it was like one of Seth James Damore's like virtual mm -hmm. events that he did. 
And he saw the video and that like got me all hyped because I'm like a fanboy of his. You know, he's yeah. he's like he's the best. He's such a dad. Like yeah. he, Sick. he's the corniest and I love him. Yeah. Um, but he's been doing YouTube straight for like four years or every day. Daily. Daily. And he's like insanely fast. Dude's a machine. Um yeah. but like since since like that someone like that might know who I am now, like it'd be really cool to collaborate with someone like that. And yeah. Even like, I love the intersections of all of the different things I do in my life. So if it could lead to me like filming a documentary of an, another like That's cool. really Super talented cool. runner or yeah. an elite runner, like that would just be so cool. And I see it as like a way to make more connections in the running community, whether it's just for fun, just for inspiration or something that could lead to something really cool. Yeah. That's so Killer, cool, dude. dude. Well, well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, uh, family, work, all race. that stuff. Yeah. Talk about the race. Um, I saw that you you paid your mortgage the other day, or you put somewhere on Strava. That you, congrats! You paid the mortgage. Congrats! That always feels good, you know. Hey, An- guys, guess another what? Month. My, my refinance just went through. So heck yeah, heck, dude. Yeah, what so was your rate? What was your rate? We were at four point three, so not yeah. great. Now we're down to yep. three point two. Sick, dude. That's saving bad like boy, dude. literally saving like four hundred bucks a month, basically. That's dude, crazy. Mine. What? We went thirty year four point five uh-huh. to fifteen year two point six two five. Whoa, fifteen <laughs> year bad is boy, bad boy, dude. Bad dad, we, dude. We are literally paying fifty dollars less a month on the fifteen year yeah. than the thirty. Whoa, it's not always doubled. That's right. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Crazy. Good for you. Good, good for, for you, man. You. So Such a dad. That was like dude. the biggest dad move of the year. Yeah, that, that's a dad flex for sure. Like you're gonna well, tell another like, dad that. No, but the biggest reason I came on this podcast was for the Strava clout. Like, let's I got go, it. dude. Let's go. <laughs> the Strava clout. I feel like Strava. There's so much potential with Strava actually as a social media platform yeah. that I feel like is untapped. Like it feels like it feels like the stone the stone age of a social media app that is <laughs> like has potential to be like a place Seriously. that I would actually go to scroll around because I find myself like oh and like and the what you're encouraging people isn't like oh flex on me with like your cool life. It's like oh I'm gonna encourage you with your run regardless of where you're at. Right. So it feels way more wholesome and dope. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think people too can relate to like non-elites, like people that maybe are just regular or even yeah. way slower. Like if we're making content that people can relate to, that's the same with like some other companies that are just like kind of funny about it, but like totally. hey, they're doing it still. Like it doesn't matter what their time's a little bit slower, but like they're out just it's the same thing. So um well dude, yeah, 29, dad of three, you're killing it. You got a cool um, silver medal that your kids made you wearing around your neck. <laughs> and uh, and you're locked yeah. into a 15 year. Congrats. And you're locked that into means. a 15 year, dude. What yeah. is the last question? I guess, yeah, what's, not, what's next for the running career? Yeah, I, if I could sneak into a January marathon, I would love to. Um, I think one is open in Utah. Uh, I know Miami just got canceled. Um, if not, Oh, well, uh, maybe I could just like drive somewhere warm and just send another virtual. Dude, <laughs> um, come to San Clemente. Yeah, right. I, Dude, I just want to I just want to like still work off of the training block I just had and like yeah. use the fitness I've already had for myself this year to just try to PR again. Um, so yeah, I've, I, I want to do another marathon. I, I kind of see myself doing probably like two marathons a year indefinitely. Cool. Uh, and then a half marathon... And uh, I would love to do um, a trail race or yeah, come run trails sure. with me, dude. And then I'm, also dude, a I, timed, I want to so badly. And, and then on. also a timed stroller mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
for sure. That'll I need to sick. get one, dude. Yeah. yeah. All right, dude. Well, we, we appreciate you coming on. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you, dude. Congrats That's on the fun. awesome running. Yeah, so and much, go uh, subscribe to Eric's new running channel. And while you're at it, maybe just subscribe to the the main channel too. Well, because why the heck not? <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, um, yeah. Follow him on Strava. We'll, we'll be subbing post and keeping tabs all that on you. Clout. So. Yeah, all yeah. that's all the good stuff. No, you're in Dude, it. We appreciate. If, if you. you get a thousand followers on Strava, that seems like a lot. <laughs> you're a celebrity on Strava. Like you're a celeb. Yeah. 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 You're freaking Kanye on Strava. <laughs> all right, dude. Thank you so much again. We'll see ya. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace out.